Hello, Senor Culey. Hello, man. You know, I was thinking maybe one of these days we should be professionals and like have an intro to our podcast. Yeah. Say something like, welcome to Simulate. Sim- <laughs> Just like that's how it would go. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. This week we're talking about, uh, I don't know. Do people like that? They kind of ham fist. I don't know. I think it helps. Um, it helps the listener know what they're getting into that episode without, because I feel like most people don't read the description of an episode. No. They probably just listen to the episode and hear what they're talking about. And that pisses me off because I work really hard on this. <laughs> I know, dude. Well, you got to cover all the bases, you know. I don't know. I, I think about it sometimes. Yeah. But not all podcasts that I listen to do that same thing. So I don't yeah. think there's any rules, but. Which ones have you been listening to lately? Uh, my go-to recently has been Armchair Expert with oh, so Dax Shepard. Yeah. I binged that hard for a while when I first discovered it. Yeah, it's one of those ones that, um, you know, instead of listening to every episode when they come out, I just try to find the ones with people that are interesting to me. Yeah. So I don't I don't listen to it very often because I've kind of listened to all the ones that are recent enough to scroll through and find that appeal to me. But it's a, it's a he's so funny and he's a really good uh interviewer i don't i don't even know if they would if it's technically an interview but he calls them interviews but he just talks talks to them about things that are pretty fun pretty cool you know i was just gonna say there's something about having like celebrities and really break down the walls yeah there's so many people that i've heard on his podcast specifically that the human side of them that i didn't know about is is so interesting right you know and his right. his story is too kind of a wild. Yeah, I love interviews that don't seem like interviews mm-hmm. with celebrities because, like you said, it kind of humanizes them. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing, my favorite show ever, is Hot Ones on YouTube. Oh yeah, that's good. Where they uh, each question they have to eat a super spicy chicken wing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So like the beginning, they start pretty mild, and then by the end of it, they're like painfully spicy, and you yeah. just see these people like crying. They can't even answer the <laughs> questions. It's they're so fun. So yeah. I, I like stuff like that. But. There's something about having a conversation with someone, having like something going on, you know, like yeah. having a drink in your hand. It's uh-huh. always better. But I, yeah, I love that show too. I've seen a lot of, same thing, like Shia LaBeouf's kind of, he's kind of crazy now, right? Like he's a little bit, you know what I'm talking about. Even Stevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of yeah. all over a little bit. Yeah, he has a very eccentric personality, maybe is a yeah. better way to say it. Yeah, he's, and he's, he was on it and he was hilarious, you know? Yeah. He's the kind mm-hmm. of guy that when, I feel like when you're having a conversation with him, he just kind of runs it, you know? Yeah. What, uh, what podcast have you been listening to, listen, listen, listening, listening to recently? Yeah. And <laughs> we could never do an intro. <laughs> you have that outro that's really good though. I mean, so on the other two podcasts that I used to do, we had a intro every time. And I, the, the one of the ones, one of the podcasts I used to do, we would do the episode and then I would go back after we record the episode and record the intro. So I could always summarize the episode and put it at the beginning, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but then, uh, the second one that I did, we, every episode recorded the intro live about yeah. what the episode was going to be about, mm. you know? So we were kind of committing, we always committed to the topic and then, um, recorded the intro together 
my sister and I. But does he do an armchair expert? He has one, doesn't he? Something. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they do. I think they record theirs after the fact. After, because they do like an ad too. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What have I? I haven't. I haven't really been listening to any podcasts. Um, I have been listening to the news again, <clears throat> which mm. is why I've been so sad. And <laughs> yeah. um, it's just, I am still. I'm aware that COVID is a thing still, and it's you still don't want it. Mm-hmm. But I'm really tired of people talking about it. And I'm, yeah. I'm being a hypocrite by saying what I just said, but I'm yeah. tired of it. I don't want to hear thinking, about it anymore. <laughs> I was thinking today, literally like 10 minutes before we got on here, I could honestly go the rest of my life without hearing the word COVID and it would <laughs> be perfectly fine with me. I'm I'm so sick of it. Not even just people talking about it, but just that it exists. Yeah. You know, I'm sick of the fact that it still runs every decision and conversation we all make like very selfishly i'm just sick of it ruining my plans all the time and i feel like we can't we can't plan things we can't plan fun things because it's always in the back of our head like Mm -hmm. well we're gonna get all of our hopes up and then Mm -hmm. it's gonna get canceled like has happened so many times before so obviously people are getting sick and people are dying and stuff and we're not we're not blind to that but yeah this is what I'm going to say, and then we can be done. Yeah. I don't think it's ever going away. No. So I think we need to get over this when COVID is over mindset and just start adapting, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's a, it is a sickness. You do not want it. Right. I don't want anything. Right. I'm not, I'm not belittling it by saying that. I'm just saying no. time to treat it like something you just don't want. Yeah. I mean, do the right <laughs> things. Like, I don't know, man. Anyway. Um, speaking of that, so when we got together, that was really fun a couple weeks ago and it wasn't yeah. like not packed at all. It was great. Yeah. It was low key. We did, we did, uh, something that we need to talk about. Something really serious. Yeah. You go, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I, I've debated <laughs> for the last couple of weeks on whether or not we were going to talk about this. Like, I just don't want to get people super riled up i feel like we've done a good job good job on 56 episodes of this podcast just like kind of being middle of the road on everything yeah um but this episode i feel like it's time for us to finally take a stand on something i'm i'm ready i'll i'll be there i'll back you up all right all right so uh man i'm like kind of nervous me too i'm shaking a little the thing that we did was (laughs) we finally decided to put to bed the debate of the best way to make a pizza roll. (laughs) (laughs) And it was totally worth it. Totally worth the effort. 100 pizza rolls. So let me set the stage. We went out for New Year's Eve. And by went out, I mean we went to dinner and had some drinks. And it was not like a New Year's Eve real like club experience or anything. It was super low key. Did you just say club experience? Yeah. God. You knew I was going to do that at some point. We should never have given you the... Uh, the ability the, to do something. The like ability that. to... For everyone who couldn't see what just happened, <laughs> go to our TikTok page and you'll, you'll It'll know. be there. It's totally It'll be there. worth it. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Go on, go on. <clears throat> we went to dinner and drinks for New Year's Eve and naturally... That means we got pretty pretty sauced. 
got lost in the sauce a little bit. Mm. Um, nothing crazy, you know, but by the end of the night, we came home. It was like 1 a.m. And as you do at that time, you need a little bit of a snack. So um, my girlfriend planned ahead and she bought the big bag of pizza rolls, which whenever we're buckling in for a night of drinking with friends, we always buy a bag of pizza rolls. It's like a, it's a staple in our household. <laughs> really, really helps you feel good the next day. Um, and I, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I just like grew up on pizza rolls. Oh, like I was yeah. eating them constantly. It was, it was kind of my thing. But back in the day, I always made them in the oven. And I always thought that people that just microwaved them were uncultured swine. Like just didn't have the patience for, for better things. Yeah, see, you seem like the kind of person that would microwave your pizza rolls. <laughs> That's totally <a> category <laughs> you can put people in. How do you cook your pizza rolls? Like that if, if microwave said, cooking mother. If I said, tell me about your buddy Jim, what's he like? You're like, oh, you know, he's the kind of guy that like throws him in the microwave. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, oh, oh, you'd have to say, like, oh, I get it. Jim, what a guy. I, I'd get along with him. All right, yeah. Go ahead. So anyway, I used to oven oven make them, make them in the oven. And a lot of my friends used to microwave them. I know you, you microwave them. And so it's always been this ongoing debate. Well, in the last um, five or so years, my... My whole life changed when I started using an air fryer for things. The people that are close to me know that this is one of the few things in life that I get really worked up over is like (laughs) using an air fryer over using an oven or or a microwave. Like whenever I can use the air fryer, I use it. So when I've recently made pizza rolls, we've made them in the air fryer. And I've kind of felt like that is the elite strategy. So we had this conversation at dinner. And we decided that with our 100 pizza rolls that we bought, we were going to divvy them up into about 30, 33, 33, and 33 or whatever, you know, split we them as evenly frozen. as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we ate three frozen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as soon as we got home or back to the apartment, I preheated the oven, um, took out the pizza rolls, and I, I tried to, we tried to make them so that we could eat them all while they were kind of in their prime state, but... Um, you know, the, the preparation all played a factor too. So uh, what did, what did, what were your opinions on the comparison? Yeah. You know, um, I wouldn't trust what I thought about anything at that point of the night, but I do remember thinking I had not had, this is going to sound crazy. I had not had pizza rolls in the oven. Oh, really? I have had them in the air fryer. No, not my whole childhood. Wow. Wow. Microwave was, it, it depends on what you're going for. There's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing with pizza. There's a different uh-huh. kind. Like if I get a thin crust or something, I expect a little bit of like a crunch, right? Sure. Maybe. And then if I'm going for like a pan pizza or something like that, I want it to be, well, I still want a little bit of crunch. What I'm trying to say is that with the pizza rolls, I, it is, I think it's a nostalgia thing. Yeah. It's the way my brain remembers making them ever since I was little. Right. It it was the pizza roll. The pizza roll was something that only tasted the way a pizza roll could do and no other thing could do. Mm-hmm. A little bit of squish mm-hmm. in the microwave. Because you're basically just making it hot and wet. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, they're very soggy when they come out of the microwave. <laughs> and... I used to bite the corners off when I was a kid, let all the steam mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. let it cool a second, 
pop that sucker in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That all being said, I do think the air fryer was my favorite, my favorite way. A little bit, maybe a little bit drier Mm -hmm. um, than the oven, Mm -hmm. but still overall edges and everything and i and i feel like it kind of brings out the flavor a little bit because those suckers get hot in there when they're yeah right all right what do you you think yeah i think i mean this is going to be no surprise to any of my close friends but i really felt like the air fryer was the the far and beyond winner um after i don't know that i really gave the microwave an honest try to be honest even this time no, I mean previously. Like this, this experience was probably the first time that I had uh, given it a good go. Mm-hmm. Um, I see the appeal. Yeah, I do. I think if you if you prefer the sort of like wet diaper texture in your mouth, <laughs> um, that's definitely the way you should go. <laughs> I was not. Set, you were setting that up, and I did not expect. That. I uh, I felt like I felt like the microwave retained the most amount of flavor surprisingly um between the three strategies i found that the oven um ejected most of the filling compared to the other two whereas the other two kind of held on to what was inside more which i feel like is important because otherwise you're just eating the dough and you don't really get any of the uh, any of the filling so it is um there's a lot of good flavor with the microwave but i think the texture I, i i like a crisp um like a little bit of a crunch you know the uh the sort of fried experience so yeah i think the air fryer was was the best of all worlds and um so much more convenient than using the oven didn't have oh, to yeah. wait because the oven strategy you have to wait for the oven to preheat which can take you know 15 20 minutes or something depending on your oven so it has the convenience of the microwave and the uh the crisp of the oven was, was yeah. my assessment yeah is your I know making pizza rolls isn't cooking, but do you do you like cooking? Like, do you like yeah. making food? You do. I do. Yeah, okay. yeah. I I don't know that I'm all that great at it. Like, I uh, I like when I have good recipes to follow, you know. But like when I'm doing like meal prep and stuff, I kind of dread it because I know what I'm making is gonna taste like ass mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. So when we when we do like an actual good meal, I do like to cook. Yeah. You ever? You know when you're looking for a recipe and you find like um Rivers is saying data, right? Oh, it's probably gonna be in the background, but um <coughs> and it's on a blog. Oh yeah. There's a part of me exactly that wants to just say. read that. You know? Really? Well I mean, think about it. They went through the trouble. You don't, do you? This is the difference between you and me. One of many. Kind to no one even knows. <laughs> I don't, and, bro, I don't give a shit what this person went through. <laughs> I want the recipe. I want to make the mac and cheese or whatever the thing is. You know, like, I'm already, I already have the meat sweats thinking about what I'm about to make. It's like becoming yeah. an intimate experience for me. Like, I, I just want to skip all the, the games. Just get right to the main event. There's got to be some benefit for them doing that. Like maybe it's the longer you spend on the page. Is that yeah. good for them? Mon- I'm sure. I'm sure there's something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think there's a lot of our friends, just from what I've gathered talking to my friends, our generation, that 
eats out almost every day. Mm. Do you feel like that with some of your friend, other friends? I definitely know people that are that way. I would yeah. say it's a, a pretty large minority of people that I know, though. I don't know very many people that are that way. Yeah. Wonder, but like it, it was definitely more of a thing in college. Yeah. Nobody cooked in college. We would Not do really. like per night stuff. Like Taco Tuesday. I would do mm-hmm. that. And then someone mm-hmm. else would do something another night. But I was mm-hmm. just thinking about this the other day. Because, well, where I'm at right now, obviously like rural in the Midwest, there's not really anywhere to go mm. anyway, you know. There's like your little, your classic like subway. Yeah. Um, Eat fresh. Yeah, exactly. You can lose weight by eating an entire loaf of bread at lunch. <laughs> um, but I I miss... I miss cooking. I did it all the time when my wife was working uh, a nine-to-five. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back then it kind of seemed like my job was a little more like tour, come home, and then kind of do just nothing unless I was writing, right? Right, right. It's grown a lot, but I used to have so much time to like, I loved, I used to like going to the grocery store on on my own. Yeah. Like this is a conversation we've had before. (laughs) If you want to test your relationship with someone, go to to the grocery store with them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I really miss it. I I felt like I spent so much time during the day thinking about what I was going to be making. And it wasn't, and I don't know a lot about, that's why I've loved listening to you talk about macros and micros and all the stuff that you talk about. Yeah, <laughs> because it really does. There's so much to the food is such a science when it right. comes to your body. But I was always just thinking about like how good can I make it, and mm-hmm. um, you know, the kind of the general. I mean, for people like me that don't know a lot, is just to kind of make the plate colorful. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I miss it. it. It was every morning breakfast, every lunch uh, once you would come home, and then. I mean, before she got home in the evenings, it was I usually was done mm. making dinner, and and I honestly can't even tell you the things I made. I made stuff different all the time, but mm. I can't even like recall. Mm. You just enjoy enjoyed the uh, like the experience, the of act it. of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. It's a satisfy. It's a satisfying thing, you know. You kind of. You think of something that you want to make and then you go and get the ingredients and you like see it all to come together. Like I, there's something inherently satisfying about that to me too. Um, the one thing I will say just based on what you were saying, like when I'm going to actually make a one-off meal, I'm usually not caring about if it's healthy for me or not. Um, you know, the things that I make that are kind of one-off when I say one-off, I mean not meal prepped for like the whole week. Yeah. Those are usually like my fun meals, you know, like, like we'll, we usually cook together for like a date night or something. So Mm -hmm. we'll make something that we know is going to be satisfying or that we've been wanting or craving for a while. So, um, like last night I went to the grocery store by myself yesterday on Sunday to get all my meal prep stuff. But I also decided tonight's going to be the night that I make myself a big ass steak. 
because oh, yeah. my girlfriend doesn't eat steak really so i only really eat it if i'm by myself or if she's out of town or something which was the case Looks and good. so you had like sauteed mushrooms on there or something yeah. didn't you yeah this was my first time making a steak in the air or <laughs> not in the air fryer i have made one in the air fryer before but uh, my first time making it in a cast iron and uh something about cooking a ribeye in butter to me felt sacrilege it felt wrong because mm. of how much i usually care about how healthy things are yeah. um like a, a fatty cut of meat and then soaking it in butter and cooking it in butter is <laughs> <Yes>. just <laughs> something for your arteries but hey, it uh, was so good timmy could we uh throw a picture of that steak up real quick <laughs> yeah get 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 to it was it good um, looked good <clears throat> oh dude it was so good mm. it was one I, like I was kind of lusting over it all day though, <laughs> you know, but that's what I mean. Like when you think you decide something good that you're going to make, you kind of think about it, you know, you start looking forward to it. Um, I was really excited because I was, I was super hungry. Um, cause I hadn't really eaten anything else all day, like in preparation for it. Cause mm -hmm. it was a bit, I think it was like a 16 ounce ribeye. It was huge. Um, cut up a potato, threw the potato in the air fryer for some fries it's interesting because cooking's one of those, you know, it's people's, some people's job. It's kind of one of the few things where it seems like there's so much at stake, but you're not really risking your life. And and I shouldn't say that because there's dangerous things like knives in the kitchen and stuff, but it's one of these jobs where you're balancing so many things in mm. in a short period of time. And if you think about it, even if you're cooking for your girlfriend or whatever, you're, you're hanging a lot on the way that tastes. There's um, probably nothing more stressful in a man's life in the dating phases than like making the yes. first meal. Yes. There's a lot like it. I remember like one time in college, I, I was dating this girl and I wanted to make her dinner because that was like really my only move back then was that I knew how to make a couple, a couple meals. And, uh, man, I just remember being so stressed out, like trying to figure out when I needed to start cooking so that it was done a few minutes after she got there so that she could still see me cooking, but I wasn't cooking the whole time. Yep. You know what I mean? Like is this whole kind of, it, it sounds really silly to put it that way, but I mean, those were the kinds of things that were running through my head. And then, yeah, if you messed up, then packs Dude. her bags and leaves she'll yeah, never talk exactly. to you again <laughs> it's i mean just thinking back to dating it's a big it's a big factor mm. like you know and and i mean i felt like it was for me and um you know you always hope that someone that you're going to start dating whatever will have all these attributes that will be beneficial to you as a team mm -hmm. and man i couldn't have made that sound less romantic <laughs> Yeah, it was very, uh, very X's, X's and O's job of you. But. Job interview. <laughs> um, but I remember that was like one of the first questions I asked. And I, I kind of wanted them to ask me because I loved it. You know? Yeah. And so, I don't know. I, I need to do it again. Like, I throw stuff in the air fryer now like it's, you know. I know. Doesn't that just feel so lame, though? <laughs> it does. Yeah. It's like zero I've, effort. I've even started, like, 
not really meal prepping anymore. Like I've this these last couple of weeks, I just bought like a a thing of pork chops, and I will make them like kind of from scratch every time because I'm yeah. I'm getting so sick of the flavor of like reheated food all the time. Like microwave what did you usually food do? all the time. Like chicken breast, right? Yeah, it's usually something like that, or um, like just last? like a bowl of ground beef, like five days. Fridge. Oh, does I think I think technically it can last up to seven days, but it's sort of like danger zone. I've definitely eaten breast. old. I've definitely eaten old chicken, and you know I've been I've been fine, but a don't, rubbery. Don't tell my girlfriend that. <clears throat> yeah, I yeah. don't mess. I don't mess with expired food. Yeah. I used to not think, really not think anything of it until, um, well, I started dating my girlfriend who works in the restaurant industry. So she's like hypersensitive to like how long things have been in the fridge and stuff and how old things are. But I also got pretty good food poisoning from um, some expired eggs once and that kind of, that kind of messed me up. So (sighs) eggs isn't fair either because it's like. That's something you mm-hmm. have almost every day, probably. Yeah, and I still can't have, like, I still can't have scrambled eggs with just uh, Frank's Red Hot on it, because that's what I ate that night. I ate it for dinner, because I was out of everything else. Like, I was yeah, out eggs. of food. This is bachelor days, when, like, you open the fridge, and there's a, a thing of eggs and a case mm-hmm. of beer, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I'm having eggs tonight, so I made scrambled so, eggs with Red Hot. My uh, My food poisoning story is I had been dating this girl for like a relatively short amount of time and her family booked this cabin trip so we could just kind of all hang out and they could kind of get to know me mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, went on our way to the cabin. Um, we stopped at Denny's and, and had mm-hmm. breakfast. And it was like one of those middle of nowhere gas station attached to it types and i sat down and and to this day i don't know why i ordered it because i don't think it even sounded good but i got pancakes with walnuts on them Mm. and i remember when i ordered the pancakes (coughs) the waiter said oh i don't think we have any walnuts and i was like oh i was like well i mean it's not a big deal you know if you do then throw them on there he brought he brought the pancakes back and i remember he said we found some uh and i and i at the time i was kind of like oh great you know yeah but i wonder if these suckers were like somebody got down on the ground and looked under like a, a fridge or something like that mm. you know because i i had you know a huge first bite because i'm a gorilla and i just right. shoved you know shoved them around the right started eating and i the walnuts were like Sticking to my teeth. Mm. Isn't that kind of what walnuts do, though? No. Can walnuts go bad? <sighs> walnuts are good. I'm imagining these were probably like some kind of sugar on them or something, and they're in a in a little package. Oh yeah. I just assume they just rip them open and then dump. Yeah. But I know that's what it was because in my delusion. The entire week that I was staying with my girlfriend and her family at this cabin when I was just absolutely annihilating the bathroom <laughs> in this tiny little cabin. All I just kept oh, thinking was God. walnut. walnut. Uh-huh. It just kept going through my mind. And it was a, you know, 
I remember the look on her face. Like one of the first days I was delusional. She was kind of trying to take care of me. Yeah. She walked in and, and she literally was just like, uh, she was not prepared for that. Poor girl. We hadn't been together that long. It's not like, if your girlfriend, if that happened to you now, you know, she'd be there. Yeah. Taking right. care of you. And, and yeah. it'd be funny almost in a way. But yeah, this was the worst ever. Oh, and then. On, on a family trip too, where everyone can probably hear what's, oh man, that's like oh worst nightmare for me. Oh, it was. And then. Like the last day, I was feeling a lot better, um, pretty much fine. And the uh, my my girlfriend at the time said, "Hey, you know my brother's gonna go get in the hot tub. You should go sit with him in the hot tub." And I was like, mm, "I probably better not." Yeah, because I don't think I'm, I want to like stew my body right now. Right, I have right, no right. Idea what will happen? And, right. And then that was a thing because he was kind of like, "Who doesn't want to hang out with me?" And, right. Anyways, it's I'm a weird sorry. thing. It's a weird thing when you get like a stomach bug, yeah, and how it affects your your brain. Yes, like I've noticed when I I've I've never like really talked to anyone about this because I've just kind of felt like no one would understand. But when I have like a really upset stomach and I'm trying to sleep, I have like bizarre dreams, like super mm-hmm. stressful dreams that like they're like cyclical like i get stuck in loops doing things yes. like super frustrating and it only happens to me when i like when i know i'm going to wake up and go run to the bathroom and throw up yeah it's is weird. it like the same dream <clears throat> not i mean it's not the same dream every time but usually oh. like that night i will fall back into the same dream or something you know whenever i was sick when i was a kid every time same dream i was up on the the line of scrimmage and I had this football player, I don't know who, looking me in the face, and he just slowly back up. <clears throat> Every time I was sick, I had that same dream. Weird. And, and he like wouldn't disconnect eye, eye contact. Right. And it just freaked me out. And I would like think it was in the room when I was a kid. Yeah. You know? And I would always like my mom was like, "It's not real, honey. You're okay." Yeah. You know, and like, what? How? You're not qualified to talk about no, this. No, I, I don't know the answers, but... How could that connect, do you think? Your, is your body in dreams? What is your opinion on dreams? What do you think they are? I don't know, dude. I mean, I think that your dreams can mean things, but I don't think your dreams always mean things, mm-hmm. you know? But I will say that, like, in times of my life where I am really, really stressed out, I have a lot of very similar types of dreams. Like... Sure. The one that that I used to have all the time was uh, that I was driving a car, but the brakes didn't work or like it was just constantly speeding up or like, you know, I couldn't control the car, which is a a pretty common stress dream for people. Um, I used to dream about bugs, like spiders and shit all the time. And that would like wake me up um, like screaming. (laughs) Like there's a few times as a kid that I was I was. woke my entire house up because I was screaming from nightmares or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think just from my experience, because I pay a lot of attention to them, and I don't think there's like, you know, you have a dream, so that means this is happening. Like right. Like you said. Yeah. But I do think at on some level that a dream is your subconscious kind of trying to work something out. Yeah. And 
And in my experience with my dreams, most of the time, it is something that I spent a brief amount of time thinking about mm -hmm. during the day, but was pretty significant. Right. And I always, I mean, the dreams are always bizarre. It's not like yeah. I'm figuring out some simple thing. But I've had ones before, and I've read, I've read before online, like, you know, this dream means this. And I've read that if you have, like, a big animal, some, some kind of predator animal chasing you, that it means you're trying to, like, kick something mm. or some habit. Mm -hmm. And um, there have been times in my life where I feel like that, reoc that reoccurred. Right. Same animal. It was like a panther just chasing me. Yeah. So weird. What were you or trying like, to kick? Uh, you don't have to say. Cigarettes. <laughs> um, but I had dreams too that like my dog is in a dire situation and I can't save her. Mm. That one happens a lot. And really? you know why that is? Because I'm always thinking about, I get pretty upset when she doesn't listen to me. And right. it's not because I feel disrespected by an yeah. animal. It's because if she doesn't, and she takes off across the road and gets hit by a car. Mm. That's my fault because I didn't teach her to stay. You know, she yeah. knows how to do that. She chooses to not listen sometimes. But <laughs> that's sure. in my dream. I'm trying to work out the, that. Like, uh -huh. I got to teach her that. I'm always reminding myself, like, make uh -huh. her stay. I don't know. Yeah. Dude, my grandma, my grandma was huge on dreams. Really. You you would tell her about one, and she'd be like, "That's this and this and this and this." Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I think some people get a little bit too carried away with them, but I do think that, you know, your your body is always managing stress, so I think it's like a very common stress response. Like you will have certain dreams when you're when you're stressed out or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. <clears throat> do you have like super vivid dreams? Well, this kind of, what we were saying before, it depends on what I eat. Like, yeah. if I have a bowl of ice cream, not long before I go to bed, that shit's going to get wild. <laughs> Every time. It's dairy, I think, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my dreams are hyper-realistic most of the time. Mm -hmm. Even when they're super, super wild, like they feel so real to me. Sure. So, like, there there have been a lot of times where I've had dreams where I, uh, in my dream, I wake up in my room and everything is how it normally is. And I, I have had these, these, like, really hard, or these instances where it's really hard for me to determine if I'm still in the dream or not. Because there's something weird happening in the room. Yes. But it's everything is so real and it's exactly how it normally would be. It's like I can't decide is there some, is that person actually here in the room? Is that spider yes. actually crawling across my bed right now? Like yes. these are the kinds of dreams that I would have. So um <sighs> I I did some research on it. I mean, I did never never talk to a professional about this sort of thing, you know. So by research I mean I googled it. Um <laughs> but one thing that came up was stress-induced psychosis where you basically, when you're stressed out enough, you hallucinate things um, in certain states of mind. So, and these dreams always coincided with the times of my life that I was the most stressed out that I've ever been, you know? So like, 
I think it was this combination of like sleep paralysis where I was like sort of awake, but also like sort of asleep and kind of like processing the room, but still in my subconscious, like overlaying shit that wasn't there. Bizarre. Yeah. It's scary. Like there, there was a period of time where I was afraid to go to sleep because I had such persistent like night terrors. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've had, I've had some vivid ones like that where I feel same thing. I wake up in my room, in my dream, which is such a weird thing to talk about. And this yeah. is also one of those things that, like, just as adults, you don't really talk about anymore, you know? You, ever, right. you have that person that would, like, hang out and be like, oh, I had this dream last night. Mm-hmm. And they do this big, long-winded thing, and they started talking before they even thought about it. Yeah. And you're just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, I wasn't there for that. That sounds crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> That does not entertain me as much as it probably entertained you. It's like someone explaining an entire movie to you that you didn't see. You know, it's like not even something you can go experience. It's like something. Yeah, it's like. At least with the movie, you could go see it. But it's like, why are, I don't, this does nothing for me right now. The response is always, that's crazy, man. Yeah, you bro, know, that was, crazy. that's crazy. I, I mean, I've done it, but I realized I was doing it. Yeah. And I was like, just watching people check out. I'm like, ah. I can't explain any of this. Yeah. It just happens. So yeah. Wild. I will still sometimes be like, I, I think I had a dream. Usually something will happen during the day mm-hmm. that will jog my memory yes. of the dream that I had. And that's yes. like when that happens, I'll tell the person, but I won't tell them the whole dream. Yeah. I'll just say I had a dream right. that, that this thing happened. Like this you know? happened. Yeah. 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 Sleep, sleep just all together is, is, I'm going to sound high as a kite right now, but. <laughs> The concept that we literally, that our bodies sh- shut down when our brains are basically in rest mode uh-huh. your entire life. Uh-huh. That, I mean, <laughs> you know, and then like, same thing with your heart. Yeah, I was just going to say, I get kind of tripped out sometimes thinking about how your heart oh, just always beats. It makes me feel weird. Yeah. And then and then you start thinking that you have to like manually breathe and dumb mm-hmm. stuff like that. Dude. You know? That that happens to me all the time. I feel like one, like I'll just randomly start in completely sober mind, start being conscious of my breathing, and then feeling like, man, I'm like working on, I'm like working oh, to yeah. breathe right now. <laughs> like, Dude, like I'll feel short exactly. of, I'll feel short of breath because I'm like stressed out about breathing or something. It's like, bro, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna do it. You don't yep, have to do yeah. it. <laughs> like, let it go. <laughs> the. Uh, Right after COVID was a thing, um, I swear everyone I talked to was like, I, I know. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I would lay there in bed and be like, God, oh, like I'm having a hard time breathing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, maybe it's because I was stressed that I was going to get it. Yeah. You know, anxiety. Yeah. And I also think there's a lot of truth to like being psychosomatic which is a word that I learned a couple weeks ago from my mom. Yeah, what does that mean? It means basically you think you think you feel something and then you start to feel it, you know? Uh, like people convince themselves that they have a pain that's not, not necessarily there or like not, uh, not due to any external cause, you know? So. Does she run into that at work? It's uh, it, the yeah. yeah, it's a it's a very common thing. Um, people go to the to the ER or go to the doctor and um, are 
like I, I don't even want to say they're faking it because it's not like they're doing it for attention. It's just like they've they've legitimately convinced themselves that they have some some ailment. You know, wow. I, I think there's I think there's a lot to that because I, that same thing happened to me once. Well, like when people first started talking about COVID, right. um, I would be like, "Damn, I like feel like I can't breathe right now," and then I would get stressed out because I'd be like, "Oh, f- I have COVID." I know. Back when you know we were all like way more scared of it, right? So yeah. yeah, I I think if you live in any country but America, you should you should just go if you if you to the doctor. If you're questioning anything, what do you mean? You know? What do you mean by that? Why not? Why not? Well, why not America? Because you, you probably have to give yourself an injury in order to afford. Before you go to, you know that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was just I, trying to get you riled up. <clears throat> I about did too. I started getting hot, <laughs> but I really, I mean, my mom has always said, "Go." Uh-huh. Like, if you were questioning, that's the thing too. Is it's like if there's something bizarre. Mm-hmm. That you know, when you Google it, it could be a, a very few things. But if I Google something that I'm experiencing and there's like 20 options, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a like, common symptom is... of 18 different things. It's like, yeah, all right, definitely. Yeah, I, I dude, I... I always talk myself out of going to the doctor. Yeah, and I could be like really going through it, and I won't go to the doctor. And I think yeah. there's some of it that has like. Some of it is the rub some dirt in it, you'll be fine mentality of just like being a guy. Um, but there's also this weird thing that happens to me where I I always I'm trying to think of how to even explain this. I always question if it's even real. You know? Like I or if it's even worth going or whatever. And I if I don't feel like I can really articulate what I'm feeling or explain what my symptoms are. I won't go because mm. in my experience, anytime I've gone to like an urgent care clinic, if you yeah. don't have like a, like an obvious thing that they can like see and diagnose themselves, mm-hmm. they're not going to like be able to do anything for you, at least in my experience. So I so just you like, don't have like don't go. a doctor. I do now because do? I've, I've recently been going through some stuff that, well, for a long time I've been going through some stuff that, a lot of doctors have just uh, told me, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And it's always been a problem, um, just the way that I feel and stuff. And I, fi- I finally found a doctor that would take me seriously, and we're working through it now. So, yeah, I, fi- I finally have, like, an actual doctor, which yeah. I think if you can find that, it's great. But in my experience, it's really hard to find those doctors, you know. Yeah, and I think that for most people, you know, like us probably and before you've been going through some of this stuff but you don't go often enough to justify like loyalty right you know yeah and and i and being on the road i i would go to we need to add that to the drinking game on the road yeah um i would just go wherever you know and if i was something was really bothering me for a few days i would just go to any urgent care yeah. And and there is something to having to be able to explain what it is. Right. You know, but now you have a doctor that knows you. Right. And so they the overall, I mean, they're gonna be look up your stuff, but when I walk into these urgent cares, like they don't even have medical history. You know? Right. Right. Well, you know. Yeah. It's also like damn near impossible to get a doctor's appointment. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially, well, especially right, right now. But, you know, I hate when I'm feeling a certain way and I call the doctor and like, well, you can, we can see you in six months. It's like, well, I'll, I might be dead or it'll be gone yeah. by then. You know, it'll have resolved itself. So it's, I always go through like a, a pretty unnecessary amount of mental gymnastics of, is this even worth, you know, scheduling the appointment or, or whatever. And yeah, recently I've just been scheduling the appointment with the understanding that I can always cancel it. You know, if, if it yeah. comes, becomes that time, yeah. um, and I, the thing is gone, then I can just cancel it, but it's better to have it standing yeah. than get six months and then still be dealing with it and then be like, well, I should have scheduled yeah. the, the appointment. I love the episode on Seinfeld where Elaine's friend is a chiropractor and she tells George to come in and have some work done with yeah. her and he assumes it's going to be like pro bono. Yep. <laughs> and he walks in and he, well, he calls and makes the appointment and then realizes it's not going to be free and cancels it. Uh-huh. But the girl at the front desk says, well, we require 24 hours notice. So yeah, you the owe cancellation us $75. So <laughs> he comes, he comes back and and tells her that she owes him seventy five dollars because they had to. He made the appointment, and then the doctor wasn't in. Yeah, because she went skiing. Yeah, yeah. Where was my twenty four hours notice? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want I want to watch that show. Right, we should do an episode one time where we just like comment on an episode of Seinfeld the whole time. Yeah. Which is the most boring show in the world. Uh-huh. It would be so fun to talk about for an hour. Yeah. Everybody would love that. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm down for whatever, man. This show yeah. has no rules. No, it doesn't. We're, we're, we're the outlaws of the podcast world. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> we're, inventing, we're inventing the game as we play it. Well, so how did you find, not to go back and talk about that really, but how did you find the doctor that you, I mean, how do you... Like decide, oh yeah, this is the one I'm going to keep. Um, yeah, this is kind of interesting actually. So previously, because I'm a guy, I always went to male doctors, right? Sure. Because a lot of the things that I go in for usually have to do with yeah. guy things. Just like right. most women go to female doctors. Yeah. Um, but, you know, men in general, like to mansplain things, even to other men. And I find that male doctors really like knowing that they're the smartest guy in the room, which I um, have a strong aversion to personalities like that. Yes. Because I'm a pretty smart guy, and I don't enjoy being treated like I'm not just because I don't have a white coat on, you know? And you don't make people feel like you're smarter than them. I try not to. You know, I'm, but I'm, I'm aware of it enough to like, you know, anyway, so the doctor that I had seen previous to my current doctor, I went in and I, you know, talked about all my symptoms and same kind of things that I've been talking about for years. And he was this like older guy and he literally just said, nope, you're too young to be worrying about this. You'll be fine. And, uh, didn't you know do any of the tests that I asked for? Um, he told me I wanted to, I wanted to have my testosterone checked because I was uh, 24 at the time, and I just figured it might be good to start tracking it. You know? Yeah. 
And right. he he told me, no, that, that test is too expensive. Um, you know, there's no reason for you to do it. And I had all of the symptoms, right? And um, it, it bothered me that he didn't just let me decide if it was worth it or not. He decided that I couldn't afford it or something, you know? I don't get that. He'd had no, I, he didn't know anything about my insurance or anything. He just said, it's an expensive test. You don't want to do it. I, I would be the judge of that, okay? Anyway, flash forward, I, I went... I decided that I was going to switch it up and I was going to find a young doctor and I was also going to find a female doctor because I had just had too many experiences with um, older, kind of jaded, um, egotistical, douchebag guy doctors. <laughs> you know, um, I just wanted to go complete 180. I found this girl who's like fresh out of med school um, and is a female and she's young, you know, and, and has been great. So, the benefit there is I find that she has been a lot more thorough just because she maybe doesn't have all the experience of all the previous experience to like gauge her decisions. Yeah. So like my old doctor or the old doctor that I saw probably sees 50 dudes a year or maybe even okay. like a month um, yeah. coming in saying, I think I have low T or something. And because that's kind of like a fad right now and people are trying to get testosterone supplements when they don't need it but mm -hmm. she probably hasn't had that happen as often so she was a lot more willing to explore it and lo and behold not my testosterone is wrong but a couple of my other hormones are off which present themselves in a similar way wild the most frustrating thing for me you know you would think that when you find find the uh that something is actually wrong it would be a relief it was like more frustrating for me to know that for six years or something, I've been having the same complaints and no one would even bother to run a hormone panel on me when I asked, you know, like it could have been something more serious than me just like feeling lethargic all the time. This like, I don't want to go on a rant, but it bothers me to know that there are people out there that are legitimately dealing with ailments and there are doctors out there that are saying, no, you're not, you know, so Anyway, I just, I found, to answer your question, I just found a doctor that was in every way opposite of every other doctor right. that I had been seeing, and yeah. so far it's worked out for me, so. Yeah. Yeah, I've always, that's really good. I've had experience with small town doctors, and um, I think they're kind of more like throw the noodle at the wall and see if it sticks. Sure. You know, like, oh, that looks like this without any real testing and then you start taking an antibiotic or something that right. makes something worse. Right. Um, I, I basically, I had this spot on my leg that I thought was psoriasis mm -hmm. my whole life because a doctor, um, when I was a kid told me that that's what it was. And so I put medicine on it all the time. Um, never got better. I just thought, okay, maybe it's just not going to get better. I mean, um, flash forward like 10 years, I go to the doctor in another place and she, t she mm -hmm. takes one look at it and she's like, oh, it's not psoriasis. You just need this lotion. Yeah. It's just like kind of a medicated stronger. i I put that on for like maybe a month and I've never had that. Really? Problem yeah. <laughs> like I'm sitting here armchair expert yeah talking about doctors you know yeah 
well, but that's, every job has people like that. Yeah. That's that is the problem though when you go to a doctor. Like I don't go to a doctor without having done a decent amount of research of what I think is probably going on myself. And I'm not saying I claim to know, like I don't go in there and saying, here's what's going on. I want you to yes. write me the prescription. You know, I still say mm -hmm. like, I say I'm concerned about this particular thing because of these symptoms. What do you think basically? And I think sometimes like the, I think the, the men doctors that, you know, not all guys, not all male doctors are this way, but the ones that I've had problems with, I think they don't like when people come in and, um, Mm. like seem like they're trying to do the job for them or whatever, which is not what I'm yeah. trying to do. And I really don't no. think that I come off that way. Um, yeah. But you know, you just love going to the doctor and telling them. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to do to go, <laughs> go sit in a waiting room for two hours when I was supposed to be 10 minutes, you know, and yeah. be belittled the whole time. Yeah. So I know, I know we're running out of time, but just a similar thing that I have with that is um, when we moved into our house out in Oregon, um, the internet was just always spotty yeah. and it would drop out randomly. And, um, I had like an older modem and I used that for a while and technician came over and said, you need, you need a new modem. That's the problem. And I spent all this time on forums all over the internet yeah. and, you know, barely talked about, but there was always the same issue. And they said, you are going to pull teeth to get them to diagnose this right and i had three technicians come to my house it, it would get better for a little bit and then it would be bad again finally i'd like made a specific request and said please send a tier three technician i didn't even know what that was <laughs> but that's what was on this forum yeah and he got there and i said i had printed off all of these like <clears throat> these codes that were coming off of my router bouncing back like i was like you know that always sunny meme where he's yeah like got connecting the red, red like string when that guy yeah. came in my house yeah that's what it looked yeah. like and i had same pants for like three days and uh anyway he finally he saw that stuff i printed off and he was like he was like the sweetest guy and and same thing those other guys that came in were always like oh no it's this you know yeah i gotta go i got a million other things to do. right um i gave this guy was there for so long i got him a bowl of ice cream nice we sat there and hung out he, what he finally said was, oh, it's up at the pole. Like, mm. he, he was he was Russian, and he spoke, like, really broken English. But mm -hmm. um, he he did, I watched him out the window, and this guy did not want to climb that ladder. <laughs> it, I've never seen anyone go slower up a ladder in my entire yeah. life. And, yeah. and it was like, oh, man, I'm sitting back there sweating, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like the... Um, the dad that when someone comes out and works on something in you're the yard over their shoulder watching like, them do yep yep <laughs> mm -hmm. so um but i tried to keep my distance and he went up there and all he did i saw him he grabbed this wire and he just screwed it back into this little notch came back down and he was like the cable was loose and i was like <laughs> jeez that's not even what i thought it was yeah but you know what i mean right i just just if you're gonna do a job I know you don't want to be there. I don't want you to have to be there if you don't like it. Right. Well, everyone's going to have a better time if you just put a face on. Right. Yeah. And I definitely understand, like, the frustration of someone trying to tell you how to do your job. 
Like it, yes. it is the most, the most frustrating thing probably. Oh yeah. You know, but I think there's a difference between you telling someone, here's what I think it is. And you telling them how to do the job, you know, like, cause I, the same thing happened to me with the internet. Um, I think I talked about it on a, on a podcast episode, you, but you probably did. Mm-hmm. I had like multiple texts out and like the, the last one I decided, you know, well, cause my internet wouldn't work. So I couldn't do any work. I was just going to tell him like, this is what I think is going on and just kind of like be there the whole time, you know, and I hate pulling the I'm an engineer card, but because that's also a really frustrating thing for people to hear. It's like no one, no one cares that you're an engineer, bro. Usually that doesn't mean it. There's a lot of real dumb engineers. (laughs) Let me tell you. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's like when you go to the mechanic and you're like, you actually know how cars work, but you just don't want to do the work yourself. So they try to take you for a ride. It's like, okay, man. Let me tell you something, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. Just I be know. just be good to people, man. Maybe yeah. they'll be good back to you. Mm-hmm. But uh, to bring it all home, yeah. The uh, the air fryer pizza rolls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should do a poll. That's on the way this. to go. Yeah, we could. We should have done this on the podcast. You know, we should have like tested them. But yeah. it would have literally just been mouth noises yeah see and me and you going hmm, hmm i did i did a podcast a few years ago where we did something similar and uh it in practice was not as good as it was on paper it was just yeah. a lot of mouth noises which is one of my biggest pet peeves so yeah. kind of made a vow to never do that again but <laughs> all right guys well that's going to do it for this episode of similar vein podcast be sure to rate and subscribe if you haven't already hit us up on instagram and tiktok at similar vein podcast and until next time we will see y'all yeah